You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. the Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada, exploring cutting-edge health and wellness information and therapies, helping you to take your health to the next level. I am your host, Kathy Biasse, and I am a holistic nutritionist and a cancer coach. On today's show, we are diving into the modality of cryotherapy. Now, cryotherapy has been used for recovery purposes for years, but more recently, the use of extreme cold therapy for treating health conditions, for disease prevention, and for anti-aging has become a focus and a benefit of this therapy. Now, we know that the use of cold therapy for treatment for acute injuries and post-exercise recovery is well-established, but there is new research showing that cryotherapy is safe and effective for a number of chronic diseases and for general well-being, and as such, could yet be another tool in your health toolkit. Our guest today is Kyle Jones. Kyle oversees all center operations, including center setup, grand openings, training, and customer service for the company that he co-founded, iCryo. Kyle found his passion in the health and wellness area after pursuing his college career as a football player and graduating from Texas State University with a degree in exercise, sports science, and business management. During his journey, he was introduced to cryotherapy and recognized it as the next booming industry. Kyle was one of the first to access cryotherapy in the United States back in 2012, and he decided to open his first center in October of 2015. And as you will learn, iCryo will open up a couple of places in Canada. So that's kind of exciting, especially after you hear this great show. We talk all about cold therapy, its benefits, what exactly the chambers look like, everything in this show. So if this is of interest of you, do stay tuned. We delve into, of course, what is cryotherapy? Is it safe for everyone? What are the key benefits? So lots and lots of information on this newer therapy for health. So please do stay tuned. We will be back in just a few minutes to talk to Kyle Jones. Stick with us. Waking up to another life. No more sorrow and no more light. You're the light, let it shine now, let it shine now. Burning bright, cause we're not ashamed. Got a world to illuminate. You're the light, let it shine now, let it shine now. Come on, are you ready? 
together. Listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. A reminder the show is being taped, no opportunity for calling in. Please follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at The Health Hub RMC on all locations. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here. It's always uh, good to talk about health, wellness, and the, uh, the state of recovery. Absolutely. And state of recovery isn't something that's given a lot of focus, honestly. Uh, A lot of prevention, a lot of in the midst of disease, but uh, recovery is very, very important. And um, which leads us to what you do. But before we get into your cryotherapy and an explanation of it, let's get some background on you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, uh, elevator pitch myself here real quick. Uh, so, I was a, I've been a, a multi-sport athlete since the age of four. I think my father had me in every uh, sport you can think of, minus maybe croquet. <laughs> um, and, uh, curling? And, uh, Are you a curling fan? I, we, we, I think I did everything to be honest. Excellent. Um, so it was, it was, it was fun. It, it, it built some structure in my life. It, it, you know, made me the the man that I am today. And. Um, it made me driven and it just, it always had me setting goals and wanting more in life. And so, uh, when I got to, uh, to high school, you know, I kind of centralized my focus to, to one sport, which was football, Texas football is really big and, um, ended up getting a full ride scholarship to play division two ball in, in Oklahoma. Um, I found my passion pretty quickly in overall wellness after my first year of playing college football, I realized, I was a little bit more focused on what was happening off the field as far as what we were eating, the workouts, mm-hmm. the exercise, the recovery, um, than I was on the field. And so my coach was actually the one that that saw it before I did. And he pulled me aside and he said, Hey, Kyle, you know, we're <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard decision for you to make here. I said, Oh yeah, coach, what's that? And he said, he said, As your coach, I'm gonna offer you another full ride scholarship to play here next year. We'd love to have you back. Um, as your mentor and as your friend, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to decline it and go back home because I think you're you're built for something more than just football. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as an 18, 19 year old kid that that thinks he's going pro, just like every athlete thinks they're going to uh, that that hit me hard. That hit me square in the face. And so um, I did take his advice. I went back home. I uh, finished my undergrad at Texas State University um, in exercise sports science, which is a, a pretty general wide range of, of things that you can do as far as a career field with that, uh, with that undergrad. And, um, I actually, um, I remember reading an article like it was yesterday, um, but it was 10 years ago and, uh, <laughs> it was talking about the, uh, the top five rewarding jobs, uh, the rewarding careers at that specific day, uh, in age. And, uh, I think number two or three on the list was physical therapy. And it talked about how you were the one person that was literally responsible for getting, you know, a person with a total hip replacement back to walking again. Right. I mean, just making life, life changes that you couldn't put a dollar on. Right. It was just, it was, it was much more than that. You were making a significant impact on somebody's life. And so I uh, pursued my doctor in physical therapy. I was midway through uh, my, um, 
that that program. And I started to work at an outpatient center in Houston, which is where I'm from, and um, stumbled across cryotherapy. This was back in 2012. Um, nobody knew what cryo was. It had just hit the States a couple years prior. Uh, I was completely fascinated by the service itself. I mean, just looking at all the, the, the studies and the data and the research that they had been doing since the 70s, um, it just kind of consumed me. And I remember... We ended up kind of switching gears in the clinic. We bought a couple cryo chambers. We did it for patient use for, you know, six months or so. Um, I ended up putting PT school on pause in, in total. I didn't go back to school for a good year. Um, and then that ended up not going back to school at all. Uh, cryo really just consumed my life at that point. Um, I managed that operation in that PT clinic for about three years and then in 2015, I opened up the first eye cryo location. Um, I had no intent to franchise. I had no intent to, to grow to, you know, hundreds of locations. Um, but it wasn't until I started to Google cryotherapy franchising, because I was interested in, in joining a franchise, that I realized there wasn't one. And uh, so that just sparked my entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I teamed up with my dad a, a, a year or two after we launched the first location. We, we launched and co-founded the franchise together. And um, it's crazy to think that not even a handful of years later, you know, we've got locations all across the United States. We'll launch our second country this year as well. And uh, it's, it's, it's wild to think about how we've grown and how the industry itself has grown. What country are you launching in next? Where you are currently hey, residing. There we go. <laughs> I was hoping that would be it. A um, little bit of a regress. Do you keep in touch with this coach that has uh, totally changed the path of where you were going? That's an awesome story. Yeah, I haven't. Um, when he left that college, um, I, we, we kind of had a disconnect. Uh, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't involved in football anymore. I wasn't mm. at the college, so he wasn't really mentoring me there as much as, as, much as uh, he used to when I was going to school there. I actually had switched gears a little bit. Um, I started to pay a, t- a little bit more attention into uh, personal development, personal growth, um, entrepreneurial building skills, if you want to call it that. And uh, so I switched gears and I actually uh, joined a network marketing company um, to, to just build my relational skills and my personal development skills. And um, the founder of that company ended up being a, 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 my next mentor in life and um, really just honing in on who I am as a person and how I can better myself to give the best version of myself to other people. And uh, that, that's kind of what I've lived my life by up into to, to today. I sit and talk to you today. I mean, one of the biggest things for me is, um, you know, I, I try to make myself better so I can give the best version of me to other people, right? And um, a lot of people don't think that way. They, they kill themselves. They, they drag themselves through the day. And at the end of the day, you're giving yourself the worst version of yourself to other people. And uh, so I always tell people personal growth, personal development, uh, making sure that you are in a, a right place, mind, body, spirit, soul, everything. Um, you know, it, it, it means the world to other people. So. It does. And it's amazing how karma really uh, latches back and makes its way back when you're, to me, I've seen people operating from such a pure altruistic, you know, for the most part, altruistic platform. And, and it just, the, the, the blessings that keep coming back just are, are amazing. So congratulations, but that's uh, you know, you hit the right person, you hit the right timing because, you know, I'm just as baseball season is, is starting and I'm just, I love baseball, but um, you know, athletes and athleticism really changed a lot, didn't it? When you were going to school uh, you know, it's not just get out there, do your sport. The athlete became very much um, a, a prism of health. And in all aspects. So your timing was was impeccable for what you're doing. So excellent. Excellent. Without a doubt. And that's that's one thing I've always attested our success to is just the, the timing of everything. I've mm-hmm. I've always thought um, one of my mentors in life told me, said, Kyle, you're going to have everybody has about two or three life changing opportunities that hit their doorstep uh, in, in their lifetime. And a lot of people are either scared to pursue that route because of the unknown, right? The scarce mentality of, you know, what could happen? What are the bad things that could happen? Um, or two, they just, they don't believe it. Right. And um, I think, you know, those are the two things when he told me that, you know, early in my early twenties, I really started to pay attention to, you know, okay, if something knocks on my door, let's at least open that door and vet it out and see what's behind it instead of just 
you know, not pursuing it at all. And for me, I tackle everything head on. Um, I, I don't do it by myself. I do it with my team. Um, if I don't have a team, I make sure I build a team alignment before assignment, right? Make sure that mm-hmm. you build uh, a team around you to go conquer things together. Um, you know, more, more minds is, is going to bring better creativity, ideas and execution to the table. So, you know, with, with iCryo, you know, I am the face of the company. I did found the company, but at the end of the day, um, my hat's off to my team. Uh, I, I couldn't do anything without them. Well, the foundation is solid. It sounds like excellent. Um, so let's get into cryotherapy because I'm sure that there are a lot of people who have absolutely no idea what this is. It's a bit different than immersing yourself in an ice bath, correct? It is. And it's actually more, it's actually more comfortable. Um, it's, it's funny you say that because it, it takes me back to my high school and college, you know, sports days. And um, that's what we did, you know, after a, a two day practice or, you know, a rough game, you know, we would have recovery Sundays, you know, we had our football games on Saturdays, Sundays to be recovery days for the whole team. And, you know, you'd get worked on, you'd either go see the, the massage therapist at the, at the school or a chiropractor or the physical therapist, or you jump in an ice bath. And I remember how just intolerable, unsatisfying, and just excruciating an ice bath was. And so when I heard about cryotherapy for the first time, I was like, oh man, cryo cold. I don't do cold. I'm from, you know, I'm from Houston and we're, we're used to, <laughs> to 90, 100 degree weather. I'd, I'd rather sweat than shiver all day long. And, um, and I started to really look at it and realize, you know, wow, this is, at the time, it was it was powered by liquid nitrogen, and so it was a, it was a gas form of coal, right? And so, um, it's interesting now we don't even deal with nitrogen chambers anymore. They've these manufacturers have figured out way to power it through electricity. Um, so it's it, you're walking into ambient air that's cold. You're not walking into you know cold ice and water. And um, I always tell tell people cryotherapy it's cold, but it's comfortable. Um, most people are used to ice where it's like a bone chilling you know, gets inside the, the muscle tissue and you just can't tolerate it type cold. And um, cryo is originated back in the 70s. So, I mean, they've been doing a version of cryotherapy for, for hundreds, thousands of years, right? We've known that that cold provides some type of recovery benefit. Um, but in, the, in 1978, there was a Japanese scientist who was trying to treat rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia from a holistic standpoint. And he created the first prototype of what we now know as the cryo chamber. Um, you know, he powered, they power those with liquid nitrogen, uh, liquid nitrogen boils at negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was able to get to those sub-zero temperatures that, that we try to aim for within cryotherapy. Um, over the decades, obviously, we've perfected this technology. Um, we now can get chambers down to, you know, negative 200 degrees Fahrenheit on pure electricity alone. And when you, when you hear that, you automatically think, wait, negative 200 degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit, that doesn't even sound believable, right? That doesn't even sound like you'd lived through that. And um, it, it's interesting how, uh, you know, such a short time frame. So each cryo session is three minutes long. It's very fast. Um, so I tell people all the time, I don't know of a therapy or a modality on the planet. And if you do, please tell me and, and I'll correct myself, but I don't know of a, a therapy on the planet that you can do in three minutes and get the wide array of benefits that cryotherapy can, can give to you. So um, I think that's what caught my attention immediately was the convenience of doing this in such a short time period from a, from a buyer's perspective, right? If I got kids, I'm taking a practice, I got a job that I'm nine hours a day, you know, husband or wife and you know, all this stuff going on, I can't carve out an hour or two every day to focus on recovery services, right? I need to be in and out. And so um, a three-minute cryo session. We we actually give you everything that that you need to wear there, so you don't have to bring anything at all. We give you your socks and gloves and slippers and robe and all that good stuff. Um, and it, it it's it's amazing how it's becoming a lifestyle service, and and that's what we call it an eye cryo because it is something you can do daily. It's not something that causes pain. It actually uh, helps reduce pain. <laughs> um, it's not something where there's, uh, there's a lag where you're going to do a session a day, but you got, you're not going to feel it for three days. It's an immediate benefit right when you come out of the chamber. Um, and it's going to do one of two things. So I have people all the time. They ask me two, two questions right off the bat. And I think it's hilarious because it's the same two questions. They say, hey, Kyle, am I a candidate for cryo? My response is, are you a living, breathing person? <laughs> and uh, and they, they start laughing. And I say, look, cryo, cryo can be good for everybody. We, we put kids as young as six, seven years old in the chamber, senior citizens as old as 90, 95 in the chamber. So 
our target market is everybody. If you're breathing, it's you. Um, you can benefit in some way. And so the second question is, well, how would I benefit? And I tell them what we do is we target uh, the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is, the, is on the back of the neck. It's the largest central communication nerve from the, from the brain to the rest of the body. So it sends channels back and forth to alert the body on certain things to do, right? Now, within that, you're going to target either the parasympathetic nervous system or the sympathetic nervous system, right? You're either going to acknowledge that rest and digest, which is what happens when you go to bed at night. Um, it's a more calming, sedative, relaxing uh, type feeling. Or you're going to turn on that fight or flight mode, which is basically that alert, the, the endorphin rush. Um, it gives you a little bit of an energy kick. So it's interesting to see everybody's going to get a little bit of a different response from doing a crowd session. Um, me personally, it, it, it shuts me down. I'm normally a high strung person. It takes a lot for me to, to, to wind down the volume button sometimes, as you can tell. Um, I'm very personal. I'm very outgoing. And so for me, cryo, it, it turns the off switch on for me and, and it allows me to calm down. It, it, it definitely throws out a good amount of serotonin in my bloodstream. I feel a calm mood. Um, I feel relaxed. Uh, I feel a little bit meditative uh, after I do it. And so um, it's interesting to see the benefits kind of sway back and forth between each individual that does it. Well, okay. So let's, let's go there. Um, people that are going in, do you get into that relaxed state after you're more familiar with it? Because for me, jumping into that much of a cold, I would think that my my uh, sympathetic nervous system would be highly engaged just in the apprehension <laughs> of getting into that cold of a temperature. So is it a learned thing? Are you trying to get into the parasympathetic state? Not, not really. You don't want to try to do either. Your, your body it has the healing power it needs. Sometimes there are certain things that are just harnessing it and it, your body won't allow itself to produce endorphins or serotonin or melatonin or whatever it may be, right? Whatever your chemical imbalance could be in your body, um, it, it should be doing these things naturally. But our stress, the way we eat, the way we sleep, what we drink, everything plays a contributing factor to why these things aren't operating the way they should. So I always tell people, cryo is just shocking the body. It's almost, I correlate it to your cell phone, your laptop, your iPad, right? When things are lagging, when the internet's slow, when, uh, you know, there's a glitch in your computer, what do you do? You reboot it, right? You, you essentially reboot the system. So with cryo, that's all you're doing. You're kind of shocking the system. Your, your body's delivering a response um, and it's allowing yourself to, to basically recharge in specific ways and allow itself to perform the way that it should. Um, so I, I will tell you the first session for everybody is, is pretty similar. Um, I'll be the first one to tell you, like I said earlier, I don't like the cold. So um, for me to do cryo four, five, six times a week, which is what I currently do, says a lot. Um, I, I still hate the cold a day after 10 years of doing cryotherapy, but I do it for the benefit, right? And, um, it, it is kind of a learned service, if you will. So the first session that I ever did, um, I think I was in the chamber for about a minute and a half. Um, the second session that I did, I was more aware of what it was like to do a cryo session. And I remember when I hopped out the first time, you warm up super fast because it's only adjusting the temperature of your skin. It's not adjusting the core temperature of your body. So oh. you, you warm up very, very fast. I mean, I would say within 60 seconds, you're back to feeling warm again, right? You're not cold. And um, so it was interesting when I, when I felt that after my first session, I, come, I came out of the chamber, you get some tingling sensations because you're warming back up. The blood is rushing back to your extremities. Um, and you're warm again. You immediately think, oh, man, I could have made it the full three minutes. Like, what was I thinking? And so you're immediately like, man, I want to go in again. Like, I can do the full three-minute session. And so um, my second, third, fourth session, I mean, it was 10 times easier as far as knowing what to expect, right? You, you've been through it once. You know how it feels. Um, and, and I think there are certain things within the chamber that makes it uh, tolerable. So there's a sound system inside there. You can select your favorite song. We've got it hooked up to Spotify. Um, there are lights that actually do a countdown. It tells you how much of the session you have left. Um, the chambers now are built big enough for two or three people. So um, a couple people can go in there together, a husband, a wife, um, you and your friend. Uh, we've got soccer teams and football teams that come in all the time. We'll put two or three players in there at a time. So it becomes an experience. It becomes something that's more than just a therapy. And I think um, that's the interesting part of how cryo has evolved is people are seeing this 
as something they can do with other people. So it's, it's kind of a fun thing, um, but it's also something they're seeing they can do every single day because of the convenience of time. Before we jump into break here, quick question. When you go into the chamber, is the chamber already cooled or are you going in there warm and then you're getting blasted? So there's two different versions of chambers on the market. You have nitrogen powered chambers, which is a blast, right? You walk in and it's room temperature and it fills up the chamber with with nitrogen gas. Um, it's breathable air technology. They actually have an extraction method where nitrogen's not actually pushed into the chamber. So you're not breathing in nitrogen, right? Or else you'd pass out. Um, and then they have the newer versions of the chambers, which are electric, uh, electrically powered. Those stay on all day long. So think of it, I hate using this reference because it diminishes cryo, but think of it as like a deep freezer or a refrigerator, right? You keep that on 24 hours a day, right? It never turns off. Same thing with these electric cryo chambers. These, these manufacturers have figured out how to keep the chamber at temperature for 12, 14, 16 hours a day. So when you walk in that chamber, it's at temp. You're not getting a blast of cold air. And that's why I explain to people now in this day and age in our industry, the, the cryo sessions, it's, it's cold, but it's comfortable. Excellent. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here, everybody. We'll be back in just a few minutes. That lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name Into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Saw through the shadows of my soul The work is finished The end is written Jesus Christ, my living hope Who could imagine so great a
You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Kyle Jones, and we are talking about cryotherapy. It's uh, a new modality for me, I got to say. I mean, I know what the cold is, and I certainly know what ice baths are, but this is kind of a new modality. Um, We skirted over uh, a statement that you made that I want to pedal back to. Uh, You said that the temperature only influences the skin temperature, not the core temperature. And I think for some of us intuitively to get some of the health benefits, we might go to that place where, well, if it's not penetrating enough, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. So can you clarify that? Yeah, that's, I love that topic too. I'm glad that you addressed it. So most people think of, of cold therapy as an ice pack, right? Or some version of an ice bath. And yeah. if you look at the, if you look at the research, uh, there is no clinical evidence that states how long you should do ice for, right? Because everybody's recovery time is completely different. So uh, we could both have the same injury, go to the same doctor and the doctor says, Hey, Kyle, put 20 minutes of ice on your bummed up knee. And they could go, you could be the next patient in say, Hey, Kathy, put 20 minutes of ice on your bummed up knee. But realistically, we're talking about things should be calibrated to the second or the minute, right? You should only, you could possibly only need 17 minutes where I could need 23 minutes of ice, right? And if you do too much or too less, you're kind of hindering that process of recovery. If you do too much, all you're doing is just numbing those pain receptors and potentially damaging that tissue. Um, wet cold, like ice, actually penetrates the skin, gets inside the muscle tissue. And there's a point to where it's actually doing the opposite of, of recovery. It's actually damaging that tissue. Now, whereas cryotherapy, it's not a penetrating cold, so it hits the skin and it reflects off. So it does all the good benefits of triggering triggering your mind to recover itself as far as a cold therapy is concerned, but without any negative side effects of penetrating the skin, getting inside the tissue and actually damaging that process. Um, So it's, it's interesting to see that during a cryo session, you're still getting the same central nervous response, uh, as far as going into that state of extracting the blood from the extremities, rushing it to the core and that fight or flight response that we talked about earlier. And, and in, during that process, that's where you're getting a lot of these things like an endorphin release or a serotonin release, or your body's essentially thinking it's, I'm going into survival mode. Right. And I think it's interesting to see that because we know that we can live without our limbs, right? We have amputees, all across the globe right now without without arms, without fingers, without hands, without feet, without legs. So we know you can live without those. So it's interesting to see when this fight or flight response happens, when that when that central nervous system is is activated in in some way, your your body immediately thinks, extract the blood from the extremities, rush it to the core, reoxygenate that blood, right? Get that enriched blood supply. And then after that three-minute cryo session, you walk outside the chamber, your body recognizes and realizes, hey, I'm not in, in a state of survival mode, right? I'm okay. I'm fine. And so it rushes that blood back out to the extremities um, for, for kind of that enhanced recovery instead of a matter of hours or days to recover from, a, from an inflammation-related issue. It's a matter of minutes, um, so I think it's, it's interesting to see the, the, the core of the body, in, in, in essence, will actually heat up, not cool down um, because of that blood rush. So it, it's, it's quite interesting. And I think that's what intrigued me the most initially when seeing the science behind what your body is actually doing a, during a cryo session um, is just phenomenal. Some of the noted benefits, obviously, are inflammation, um, boosting um, uh, immunity, I think, has been attached to this. Just from your description, um, and I want to go into more detail, digestion and sleep, I would think, would also be something that's Im- impacted in a positive way that aren't really attached unless you kind of dig, or, dig a bit deeper. So obviously, if someone has an injury and the cold will bring inflammation relief, but what other health benefits, inflammation, digestion, uh, sleep, we've kind of hit on, but what other benefits that we might not attach to cold therapy have you seen? So a, a couple of them right off the bat, um, I, I personally I try to preach all the time, stress, anxiety, depression, a lot of the mental 
uh, issues that people deal with on a daily basis. Cryo specifically, I, it's one of the benefits I do it for is stress. I do live a high-strung lifestyle. I am stressed to the T uh, most <laughs> days just because of all the things that are happening in my life uh, as far as the business is concerned. And so for me, the stress relief is huge. Um, I would tell you that one of the main things that people don't talk about willingly is anxiety, is depression, uh, some of those things that people are a little bit more quiet about. So when we educate people on doing cryotherapy and we start to list those benefits, you'll see it in people's faces like, oh, my gosh, like I need that. Like it, this helps with depression. This helps with sleep. This helps with anxiety and stress. You can see it in their face. They don't normally tell you, right? They don't, somebody doesn't come out and say, oh yeah, I'm depressed, right? Um, they usually go to a friend or a family member or a doctor to talk about those private things. And so to see their face kind of light up and say, oh my gosh, like I'm definitely doing this now because of that specific benefit. It's just, it, it's something that, you, like I said earlier, you just can't put a dollar to that. You're, you're making an impact in somebody's life that they had no idea. Um, a couple of the benefits that, that's, that we see quite often, skin, uh, so skin related benefits, it has a huge anti-aging approach to it. The collagen production um, that's enhanced to, through cryotherapy is just amazing. Um, and then I would say outside of that would be uh, kind of along the lines of the stress and anxiety component, but mood enhancement, mental clarity. Um, I can tell you that after a cryo session, I feel extremely alert, um, not really energetic. Like I said, it usually calms me down, but just my my mental capacity of, of, of focus, being alert, mental clarity, it's at top notch as soon as I get out of a cryo session. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see how the world sees cryo as kind of like a physical recovery modality. I view it more as a total body recovery uh, service and, and a, the mental component is a huge part of that. So it's not just recovery. It's all over general health. Correct. And that's, I try to preach that as much as humanly possible because when cryo came here to the States, when, when it was overseas, it was done in a medical fashion. So PT clinics, recovery centers, medical facilities, there's some countries you can get a degree in cryotherapy, right? But when it came here to the States, you had the Olympics, uh, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Floyd Mayweather, you had celebrities that were doing it. So it was looked at as this top tier elite one percenters could only afford it. Um, athletes were driving it like crazy. So it looked like an athletic service. Mm -hmm. um, but by all means, it was not originated to be that. So I think for iCryo, what we've done from an educational perspective is, is flip that back to where it was originally is saying, hey, this is a total wellness and recovery service, not just for athletes. Are there people that this therapy isn't suited for? So uh, the things that come to mind are the people that come to mind uh, women who've had implants, people who've had hip replacements, uh, anything that's been introduced into the body, sort of a foreign element. Uh, are these people uh, are safe in the chambers? Um, are there anybody else that we need to worry about heart conditions, so forth? Yeah, so I would say um, in any type of implants, we've had metal rods, screws, replacements, plastic surgery, uh, you know, Botox injections, whatever that may be. Um, no, perfectly fine. Um, like I said, the cold doesn't penetrate the skin, so it's not going to alter anything beneath the skin. Um, it, it's actually great post-surgical. Uh, we've had a lot of people when I was working in the, in the physical therapy clinic, post-surgery, day after, week after, they'd hop in the cryo, the cryo chamber before we even touched them for rehab. And it just sped up that recovery process, you know, that much faster. Um, we were discharging patients shoot weeks ahead of time. And people thought we were crazy, but they were ready. They, they had built up, um, you know, their strength. They had, they had recovered in a timely manner. Um, and, and we were just speeding up that recovery process post-surgery. I would say the people that we really look for as far as contraindications, um, you know, Ray nods, which is poor circulation to the hands and the feet. Mm -hmm. We just want to make sure that we either double glove or double sock uh, people that have Ray nods. If it's a severe case, we'll probably have them consult their physician first. Um, any heart related conditions like a major heart surgery that was done, you know, in the last six months to a year, it's not saying the person can't do it, but we definitely want a physician to sign off on it first. Their, their primary care physician would be, um, the person that would bring that validity. Um, anything really outside of that, there are a couple things here and there that we usually look for within our waivers, but, um, generally speaking, most anybody in the world can do cryotherapy, which is what I think is is just so rewarding about this service is that you just can't find any other service like that. 
Now, I don't know if this is branded by you, but there are certain cryotherapy um, studies, so forth, that are indicated for people that have chronic diseases, um, like rheumatoid arthritis, like cancer. Can you speak to that, or is that something that is out of scope with your therapy? Yeah, so I mean, um, the origination of how cryo was created, the first cryo chamber back in the 70s, the, the scientist was treating rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia, so autoimmune issues that couldn't be cured but only controlled. And his, his intent was let's not control it with medication because that's, that's just an improper way to think you're going to live the rest of your life. Um, let's try to control that with a, some type of a natural modality, something that you can consistently do daily or weekly to, to help reduce that inflammation, to help reduce that pain um, without taking prescriptions and without damaging your body in other ways. And so, most definitely, I would say your prime candidates are people that have inflammation type related issues, fibromyalgia, um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, those are just that is what the machine was designed for. And then they realized over decades of research that if you can help control the inflammation, of the body, you can't cure it. Right. You can't just delete all the information, inflammation forever. But if you can help control your inflammation markers on a daily or weekly basis, you, you would be surprised at how much better you feel and how much, how much better you perform during the day. Um, I, I try to explain this to, to people when they ask what we provide within iCryo in our four walls, which we do much more than cryotherapy. I always tell people our services are going to do one of two things. They're either going to make you look better or make you feel better. Sometimes both of them. And I don't know anybody on the planet if I said, hey, Kathy, do you want to look better and feel better today? No. Nah. Not really. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't hear anybody say that. So it's it's me. Uh, it's me telling the person we have something for you. Well, the target obviously is inflammation. Inflammation is the root of chronic disease. <clears throat> inflammation is a byproduct of of direct injury. So uh, it makes so much sense. And is there science behind it? You've said research, but have you looked into the science behind it? If people come and say, you know, show me show me the money stuff. Uh, do you have the research? Most definitely. So they've been producing studies overseas for about, gosh, at least 30, 40 years. Um, actually, just recently, they've, I've, seen, <clears throat> I've seen a handful of studies here in the United States uh, kind of surface up, which has been awesome to see over the last 10 years that it's been in the States. Um, actually, 12 years now. Oh, man, time is flying. <laughs> um, but actually, just recently, a lot of the manufacturers are teaming up to do research studies together. Um, so, you know, they're thinking, hey, instead of one manufacturer putting, you know, $5 million in research studies, let's get all the manufacturers together, provide this for the industry. So there's number one, there's a little bit more clarity and validity around the service itself. But number two, we have some proof in the pudding here in the United States. Um, I would say majority of the studies that have been produced are from overseas entities. Um, and just recently, the United States has kind of uh, pushed a little bit more to have research studies done here. So there's definitely uh, definitely medical evidence out there, not as much as I would like to see, um, but there's definitely some proof that's in the pudding for sure. Well, I guess as, as it's applied to different illnesses, that's when you're going to see things sort of take shape. Now, I know that it's kind of a broad question, um, how many therapies you need to see results, but I, I assume it's more than one. I know that different conditions will, will require more, but generally speaking, on a health basis, how many sessions do you think you need to say, you know, I, I can really see the benefit? So we see benefits right off the first session. I've never had anybody leave the first time and say they received nothing. Um, that's just very uncommon for that to happen. It's slim, to, slim to none that you won't leave feeling some type of a good benefit. Um, but I, I, honestly, it really depends. I always explain to people, you know, what you do cryo for is going to depict on how, how long you do it as far as, you know, how many sessions over some period of time. Um, and how many you commit to and how, how frequent they are. So, you know, we try to, we try to place people in specific categories of, 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 an, of an issue, right? Are you doing it for beauty and anti-aging? Are you doing it for an athletic recovery? Are you doing it from an injury sports performance? Are you doing it for general wellness, right? Is it something you're just trying to enhance your daily lifestyle on? So for me, we sell things in a la carte. We sell things in packages. We sell things in a membership base. So kind of an ongoing month to month type membership that you would do it as, as a gym. So when we can hone in on what somebody's actually doing this for, we'll customize and tailor 
we'll personalize that purchasing process for them. So that way it makes sense. Well, at iCryo, um, okay, so we have the the cryotherapy, obviously, but is it a standalone or do you leave, uh, send people out the door with, okay, you've done your therapy to enhance the benefits, you should do A, B, C, or D. Is there that piece of it or can it just be a standalone? Is there, what am I trying to say? Are there more benefits if you do other things to enhance the treatment? Yeah, so we actually have, uh, I would say, about eight or nine different services that we offer within each eye cryo location. Uh, cryotherapy is kind of just the center of attention, right? But we do IV therapy, we do the drips, we do vitamin shots, we do photobiomodulation, red light beds, we do compression therapy, we do cryofacials, um, we do many things. Infrared sauna technology, it's kind of a total recovery center, if you will. So for me, I try to lump certain things together to enhance that, that benefit, to enhance whatever we're trying to do with that specific guest. So um, me personally, I, I gravitate towards three main services all the time. It's going to be the whole body cryo, uh, the PBM, the red light bed, and then compression therapy. Um, for me, those are kind of like the three solid contributing factors um, as far as what I look at in, in my recovery. Um, some people benefit a little bit more from the IV drips, um, some people benefit more from infrared sauna therapy. So I really try to explain to people when you come in, get a membership for a month and try a lot of the services inside the building. See what see what you gravitate to the best as far as recovery is concerned. Some people like to be some people don't like to be cold. So we offer other heat related services. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like the heat. So we offer non-heat, non-cold related services, right? Maybe it's compression therapy where it's just air and feels like a massage. So for me, it's, it's, it's come inside the door, take the tour, see what we have, get on a membership for a month. We don't lock you in for a year or six months or any long time frame. It's truly a month to month and figure out what services kind of fit you best. So where can people get, okay, so we're based in Canada. So I definitely want to know that information, but in general, websites, social media, where can people find out more about iCryo? Uh, so a lot of people just go direct to the website. It's iCryo.com, I-C-R-Y-O.com. We're heavy on social media as well. Please connect with us if you have any questions. Uh, Instagram, it's at iCryo. Facebook, same thing, uh, at iCryo. If you guys want to connect with me personally, I love having conversations about the industry. Um, Instagram is at Kyle William Jones. Um, Facebook is Kyle W. Jones. But uh, feel free to, to submit any type of questions on the website. We love um, you know, getting feedback. And we have some people, they get so in, in, ingrained in the services and in the industry, they want to open an iCryo location, which we have franchise opportunities as well. And when are you coming to Canada? So we should launch our first two or three centers here, uh, probably the end of the year. End of 2022. And what cities? Uh, haven't ironed those out yet. Oh, we okay. actually should, we should be deciding that uh, probably next month. Excellent. It has been a pleasure having you on the show, Kyle, and so much information. It's kind of a new space for me. So always happy personally when I can learn so much. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Kathy. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.